Hey friends, you made it to Friday. I'm so glad you guys have joined me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, the 3rd of June. And today we're gonna talk about the greatest privilege and that is the gospel. Stick around. I think you're gonna be encouraged. All right, so as we head into this first weekend in June, I'm actually pretty excited because in my neck of the woods, they do this little thing in Battleground called First Friday. And I love it, all the little shops and the small businesses and the fun little things uh, that are on sale and just uh, just a fun, it's a fun community activity. I don't know what you guys are doing this weekend, but wherever you are, I hope that you are loving your families well and taking some time to appreciate the people that God has put in your life. I want to spend just a little bit of time today uh, talking about privilege because we hear about it all over the news. We are hearing about it all the time, you know, this mumbo jumbo about white privilege, which really is just a lie. The privilege that we have been given as Christians really is the gospel. In Galatians chapter three, verses 26 to 29, we read this. You are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham also belongs to you. There are different types of privilege that a person might have, but when was the last time you considered the privilege that you have under the gospel. This is a great thing to think about as we head into the weekend and into the summertime. And uh, we're going to continue just to see things happening in the culture, just lickety split. And I think sometimes we forget as believers how incredibly privileged we are because of the death of Jesus Christ, because the Bible says that we are co-heirs with Christ. It's kind of an amazing thing. Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead secured an incredible privilege for those who claim his name. And this is it. We are no longer slaves to sin, but rather we are seen as sons and daughters of God. As sons and daughters of God, that means that we're heirs of God. And as such, God's promise to Abraham belongs to us. So think about that for a second. Through faith alone, dependent on nothing that we could do, the moment that we declare our faith in God, he grants us the privilege of being adopted into his family. You guys have heard me talk, I'm sure, a few times or more maybe about my granddad and he was adopted as a young boy. And he often tells, he often would tell the story about growing up in, in that, his adopted family's home. And he would tell me that the most amazing thing to him was that someone chose him. He said, anyone can have a baby, but someone chose me. Someone picked me out and said, we want you to come and be adopted into our family. And that's really what God is doing with us through Jesus Christ. It's such an amazing thing. The apostle Paul teaches that this is like putting on new clothes. That's Galatians 3 verse 27. How do you feel when you put on new clothes that fit you perfectly? Now, I'm going to be really honest. I haven't been doing a whole lot of shopping lately, but uh, I bought a jacket where was I coming back from? Somewhere. I was coming back from, oh, maybe from uh, from Michigan. And I forgot my headphones on the airplane. And so I ended up just logging on to, you know, getting online and just shopping online. And I found a jacket, a little blue jacket, cotton jacket that had really nice uh, lines on it. I thought from what I could see on the internet, it was only $20. And I thought, 
you know what? I'm going to risk it. I'm going to risk this 20 bucks on this pretty little um, blue jacket that I thought would go great with a white t-shirt and jeans and a cute pair of red shoes and 4th of July is coming up and all the things. And you guys know me. I love the 4th of July. This year, I'm going to super love it because I have a new grandbaby coming on around the 4th of July. But I'm telling you what, I got that uh, little blazer, that $20 blazer in the mail, and it fit me like a glove. I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, that was pretty good. So, of course, I get back online and I think, do they have one in a gold color? You know, what? How how unusual is it to find something that just fits you just right? And when you put it on, it just makes you feel like a million bucks. I don't know about you, but an outfit like that makes me stand a little bit taller. And I find a sense of confidence knowing that I'm dressed in a way that accentuates my best features and minimizes my flaws. I mean, honestly, that's what it's all about, right? As mothers, we know why this matters. But it's even better, according to the Bible, to be dressed as the children of God. Because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, we are able to, quote, put on the righteousness of God. And honestly, you guys, this is really a miracle. It's a privilege that we should celebrate every single day. The good news is simply this, that anyone can belong to Christ. And this is the heart of the gospel. And it's available to all of us, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of our economic status, regardless of our background. Even the most hardened criminal or the most rebellious child, according to God's word, can become an heir to the kingdom, a son or a daughter of Abraham and inherit the promises of God. I wrote a book several years ago called Bible Promises for Moms. It recently hit the bestseller, uh, the Christian book bestseller list, which is exciting for me. I hope you guys will check that book out, by the way. Uh, it's a it's a very inexpensive book. It's like four bucks, $3.99 or something like that. And uh, you can find it anywhere the books are so, are sold. And I'm always telling moms, you know, buy buy a stack of 10 of them if you can and give them out, you know, write something in the front. Usually when I sign that book, what I will write in the front is you are loved. That is the power of the gospel, that are, that we live as loved children of the King of Kings. And you guys have heard me say before that I grew up really struggling to understand what love looked like from my earthly dad because of his own sin and the own sorrow and the heartache that he carried with him. He had a hard time really learning how to love me. But guess what? God isn't like that. God's not like that. And the Bible says that all we have to do is come to faith in Jesus Christ and God adopts us as his own son or daughter. It's kind of an amazing thing. So I write this book about the Bible, uh, the promises of God that are in the Bible. It's really just chock full of um, wonderful verses and just a few devotions for me that are sort of scattered in and throughout that book. But I hope you guys will check it out because we want to, as parents, learn to trust the promises of God. And we want to live our lives in view of the amazing inheritance that's waiting for us in heaven. And when I think about that and I consider my earthly lineage in in light of my heavenly destiny as a co-heir with Christ, the things of this world really do grow strangely dim, as the old hymn says. And uh, it leaves me speechless. You can only say thank you, right? Once you realize that you've been adopted into the family of God, a child of God, What a privilege. This is true privilege. It really is the gospel. And as moms and dads, the best gift that we can ever give to our children is to explain to them the nature of true privilege and the great love of the one who has given us the greatest privilege of all, 
which is the chance to become sons and daughters of God. And there can be no greater joy than to see our children grasp this truth and accept the free gift of salvation through faith and believe in the promises of God for themselves. That's privilege. So no matter what the, what the conversation uh, is in the culture, the Bible teaches us that real privilege is found in becoming a child of God, that God's given us this free gift and that he loves us. And I hope that you guys are uh, getting that message out first to your children and then to the people that are uh, in your life close to you, because we need to hear it more now than we have ever needed to hear it. I am going to take some time today. So I was looking at my schedule for the podcast and I'm going to take a little bit of time today because I'm falling behind a little bit on some of your Mailbox Monday questions and I'm going to answer your questions. I want to remind you guys before I do that, um, that I I would love to hear from you. And you can submit those questions to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Please remember when you do that, keep them short and sweet and to the point. That way uh, the staff can categorize them for me and we can pick more quickly those questions that we're going to answer on the air. You want to be sure that they're relevant to as many people as you can uh, when you write the when you write the question. And we would love to hear also your off the bench story. So we're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. All right, ladies, I know what kind of a beating good towels can take. Believe me, with seven kids, towels are used for everything from cleaning up an accidental spill on the kitchen floor to drying off your four-legged buddy. You want your towels to stay soft and absorbent when you need it most for bath time, right? Well, my towels from my pillow are the best towels ever. They come in seven colors, have a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Seriously, it's a game changer. Listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast can get up to 66% off by going to MyPillow.com and using the promo code Heidi or by calling 1-800-447-0541. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into some of your questions in today's segment here on this Friday and just answer a few questions from listeners. I'm telling you what, I love to hear from you guys. So thank you for uh, writing in and letting me kind of get a little bit of a peek into your life. Angie from Michigan wrote in and said, true desire or idleness. I have a teenager continually requesting to be homeschooled. Our daughter frequently requests this. She even looks up curriculum. School can be hard for her academically and she gets anxious. I'm praying and desiring God's heart for what she might be seeking. Time with her mama to learn and grow or is she wanting to avoid the hard work of school? She can be shy, but she's oh so sweet and tends to be more of a homebody. You know what, if you've got Angie from Michigan, if you've got a teen that wants to be homeschooled, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I mean, it sounds to me, uh, even if her, so I guess my instinct is just to say, you know, even if if she thinks, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come home and mom's not going to be much of, a, uh, of an authoritarian, and I'm going to get away with school, you can actually prove her wrong. But I would be inclined to say, you want to be homeschooled? Uh, let's do the thing. Because if she's a teenager, it's not going to be that long. Listen, listen to me. It's not going to be that long and she's going to be gone. She's going to be grown up and she's going to move out of your house. And so if, if you got the opportunity, you guys know how I feel about this. I would love to see you uh, take the leap and homeschool your, your daughter. Uh, this is from an anonymous listener who wants to know about mental health support in the military. Uh, she wrote in, Heidi, what do you do when your mental health is not well and you don't have support from a community like many military homeschooling spouses struggle with? So I don't have... Uh, uh, any experience in the military myself, but my sister spent many years as an army wife in the military. And so I reached out to her and this is what she said. All units have family readiness groups. 
So look that up so that you know what it is. Uh, Your listener needs to address their mental issues with a doctor or a naturopath to determine if there's a chemical imbalance. Please tell her if she doesn't have a church, she should get plugged in. Finding a church community for members of the military can help bridge the loneliness often associated with being in military life. If they don't have support within their military community for homeschooling families, they can always search for homeschool pods, homeschool co-ops, or homeschool families from within their church. Finding like-minded families to connect with and help boost one's morale in the midst of the homeschool struggles is invaluable. As always, I was really thankful to my sister for assisting me uh, with that question. And I, I agree with her 100%. We absolutely want to be um, real with the people that are around us. And so if you're struggling with mental health issues, which by the way is a real deal, so you don't want to let that go. Mental health is no different than, say, you're having trouble with your stomach or you broke your arm or uh, some's not working quite right, right? And so if you were having trouble with your eyes, you wouldn't sit, you wouldn't sit at home and not get it looked at. You'd get it figured out. So I would encourage you, uh, talk to the people that are around you. Look outside of the military community if you don't have it and make sure that you get support as you homeschool your kids. Guys, I'm a huge believer, as you know, my husband and I founded the Homeschool Resource Center. I'm a huge believer in getting support for what you're doing. So check it out. Um, and I, I completely agree with my sister on this one. This one's from another anonymous listener. She said, Dear Heidi, first off, thank you for what you're doing. You're welcome. My question is about in-laws. What would you do if you walked in on your mother-in-law talking about you and she lied about it later saying that she didn't? I'm having a very hard time letting this go. All right, so in-laws, right? I mean, um, I actually have a wonderful mother-in-law. Um, my late father-in-law was a was a great guy and we got along for the most part, but relationships are tricky. But I want to just take you to the word of God first and then just give you a little bit of um, counsel from my experience being married for th- over 30 years. And so uh, I've been a daughter-in-law now for almost 33 years. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 9, but whoever would foster love covers an offense, and whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Uh, Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Colossians 3.13, bear with one another and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So this is a difficult one. So I'm going to encourage you. I mean, I, you didn't tell me what the topic was, so I don't know what your mother-in-law was saying. And maybe, I mean, there are certain things that would be probably deal breakers. So I don't know what you're, what you're dealing with uh, in terms of what she actually said. But what I will say to you is the Bible uh, commands us to forgive. Now, there's a difference between forgiving somebody and walking in right relationship with them, right? You can forgive an offense and not be that person's best friend.